Hello and welcome to another edition of the QPR podcast, Up at All Eyes. I'm Paul Finney. I'm joined this week by Christopher Charles of BT Sports. Hello, how are you? I'm Nabar Bigman. Um, and also Colin the Hippo Clark. Good evening, Paul. <laughs> You're more than welcome. Now, I've just got to run through a few bit of housekeeping here. Okay. The beers have been sponsored by Anita Jeffrey, so thank you very, 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 very much. These, the, the, these help keep the podcast going and keep us talking non-nonsical as long as we've got a wee bit of alcohol in front of us we can make the podcast run smoothly and effectively so thank you for that you can also find us on facebook you can also find us on twitter you can follow the individual members if you wish which is paul Philly 1969 chris charles 101 unlike the room and you've also got david fraser uh well and chris <laughs> chris mendes uk anyway and also yes we need feedback because we're coming to the end of this run of the podcast and it's always good to get feedback and things you'd like us to do if anyone would like to invite me and chris on an away day next season chris are you listening yeah i'm okay, um, yeah, yeah. and supply alcohol yeah. we're your men all right <laughs> You don't want to take David because he doesn't drink that much and he doesn't change anyway. So, But me and Chris are guaranteed to either smash our head open, fall over, or just walk into a lamppost. What about Chris Mendes, though? Yeah. Yeah, he does go a bit mad when he's had a few, doesn't he? I don't think he does, actually, does he? Were you in the pub the other week when he sent that photograph to his ITV colleagues? Oh, no. All right. Oh, right. Uh, <laughs> anyway. Tell me about that after. We've got, a, we've got an interview. I'm not going to pretend. We, we screwed up. All right, we started the podcast, we're rabbit away. It was the best podcast we've ever, ever done, and we didn't press record. Did we, Harry? <laughs> <laughs> the Arsenal supporting engineer. Yeah. Just because his team is shit, he wrecks our podcast. Anyway, so we're now doing this for a second time. We've already done an interview with Darnell Furlong, which you should listen to. It is fantastic and you will fall in love with him because he is an absolute delight to talk to. Isn't that not right, chaps? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, Saturday, so Colin, the hippo outfit. Hmm. <laughs> right, where'd you get that from? And may I say, at 8.30 in the morning, with a stinking hangover from St. Patrick's Day, yeah, because I've seen, I've seen worse, granted. Bit, bit sore in the eyes, young man. What was that all about? Well, uh, evening, Paul. Evening, Chris. Hi. Um, it was uh, it was my wife's idea actually. Strangely enough, they always blame the wife. Always blame the wife. <laughs> she uh, she thought it might um, stand out from the crowd and oh, yeah, could, yeah. And uh, she she was actually going to buy me a, a cheerleader's outfit with the blue pom poms and the, and the little wig and all Holy that kind of stuff. Shit. Yeah, indeed. But we couldn't get it from um, we couldn't get it from uh, Amazon in time. So I. Uh, I was uh, down and around Shepherd's Bush on Thursday before the um, before the walk, and uh, just happened to pull up outside Smithy's uh, party shop down on on uh, on the Upsbury Trade in Shepherd's Bush. Popped in there, saw the lady, told her what I was thinking, wanted <laughs> wanted an outfit for the uh, for for the walk, and uh, she popped out with this big hippo outfit. <laughs> And actually said that she because it's for charity she gave me for half price. So oh. bless her, bless her for that. Well, could you give him a plug? Can I just go back a wee bit, Colin, if you don't mind? Yeah. Your wife, whose name is uh, Mandy. Mandy. 
tells you to dress up as a cheerleader <laughs> or a hippo. So, have you thought of counselling you two? <laughs> How long has she not liked you for? Well, and by uh, the way, Mandy, I hope you've seen the pictures of your handiwork. <laughs> well, your Mandy work. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Oh, Lordy. Right, anyway, so it, 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 it actually worked because we, we managed to get a, yeah. a good amount of money in the bucket. Yeah. Um, I went into one or two pubs on the, uh, on the Uxbridge Road. On this the is more than I flipping could do in the walk. <laughs> well, you managed to go in a pub. but you Never didn't. mind, carry on. <laughs> well, the thing with Finney was that at um, 8.30 in the morning, he swore he was never going to drink again. And he lasted, to be fair, he lasted a full three and a half hours before Colin had actually bought some cans along for him and he finally succumbed. He carried them around for, for a couple of hours. And I, I, think, I think the words were, are you drinking these? I don't know. <laughs> yes, you are, because I'm not carrying them anymore, so we did. Um, the other thing, Colin, I have to say, you worked your arse off on Saturday, big man. You deserve so much credit, so much respect, and I applaud you and doff my hat to you, sir, because you were... Flipping fantastic what you did for them kids, and I really appreciate it. They really appreciate it. We all really appreciate it because it set the tone of the day. It mm. just got madder after seeing you in a hippo outfit. <laughs> and to see well, it was not just a hippo; it was a hippo ballerina outfit. Let's but he must have walked miles, Chris. I mean, it wasn't the world's biggest walk by any stretch of imagination, but it's it's a fair old John. Well, we did about forty miles, I think, and and we did in a I, suit I, like that, like it was a tad, it was a tad warm. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I was struggling. Just just well, I was actually. I went to put my old pair of DMs on that I thought would be perfect for the walk and they had a massive hole in it. I got a new pair, so I was actually breaking in a pair of DMs going on the walk, which is not the best of ideas. But I wasn't in a hippo outfit, so to be fair, I, I, you know, doing it in that was fantastic. And then I think you sat with all the kids, didn't you, in the lower loft? I did. Um, all, the, all the kids from the Tiger Cubs, I should yes, say. Yes, the, the, and, and the, their faces were amazing and it brought a tear to your eye and that's... That's at the end of the day why we walked fourteen miles and and why why um, this day is so uh, so amazing every year. I know it's only my first one, but um, it'd be the, be the first of many, hopefully. Yeah. Well, I've done seven, and Chris has done all in. Chris is one of the founders of it. Well done, Chris. And you certainly set the tone for the future, young man. <laughs> and Mandy, right. <laughs> I'm not sure how you top a hippo outfit, but if you really hate him, carry on. Yeah, absolutely. You know, whatever you think's really bad, you get him to dress up in it, and we'll make sure he carries it out. Because well, let's have some suggestions then. What Colin can uh, dress up in next year? Send him Superwoman to Superwoman uh, outfit. At QPR. Nah, that's a bit, um, bit enough. But on, on the serious note, I mean, um, and the, the buckets that you were carrying around. Um, and there was a few other buckets around the ground as well. Yeah. Raised over a thousand pounds just Excellent, on their own. Big man. Um, and Fiona Hodgson, who's sort of, you know one of the organisers, um, she sent me an update earlier, and it was it's twelve thousand and counting, mm. um, which is fantastic. You, you top that onto the seventy five grand we've already raised in the last seven years, and and, and it's a, a brilliant effort. So many thanks to all that donated. Many thanks to the fans, and also it's not just about raising the money it's about awareness as well of mm. the condition that the kids have got um and uh, you know it, it's and, and the rotherham fans as well shout out to them because we're walking around the ground the kids loved it obviously they're doing their little tricks and stuff we didn't have time for them to go out and do, do, do you know what i find is, is is incredible chris and it's a journey that it's very close to your heart i know because of your daughter and everything else but i think we're breaking taboos we're breaking uh, myths and we're breaking Every, we're breaking walls down so people used to go on message boards and Twitter and be a wee bit harsh and cruel about what they say about people and, and, and judge people wrongly. I think 
since this whole Tiger Cubs, and you're partly responsible for this, Chris, very much so with James Dolan and Andy Evans, we're educating people, and that's the biggest thing and the most important thing you can do, because every child is a child that needs love and support and help, and they're no different from anyone else. They love a wind-up, they, 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 they love playing football, and like us, football changes lives. And you and James Doe, fella, you are class. And I'm never saying anything <laughs> ever nice about you right, ever again because okay, that really hurt. And I didn't. But I'm privileged and proud and to be part of that and to see them kids on Saturday and then to walk around the pitch. I deliberately didn't really know what I was doing in the pitch. So I was <laughs> knackered. I was tired. Like I was actually raging because I didn't get a proper pint stop. Yeah. And I, I normally enjoy my chats with Peter Goff about therapy and music and things like that. There. And we didn't get a chance because somebody who lives in Liverpool didn't want us to stop in a pub this year, I presume. Well, no, it was to be fair, shout no, out to let's... Ian Stenian as well for doing the route and he has done for the last eight years. Oh, it wasn't anything to do with him. He, he was told, because the Tiger Cubs were playing in a match, um, in the AstroTurf near the ground, we were going to. The idea was to meet them there at one thirty. Oh no, but let's like him anyway. Yeah, no, no, <laughs> I'm I'm not, I, no, I'm not having that. But, in, um, in, in did well actually. He does. He comes down from Liverpool and he walks that route. I didn't know that. Yeah, and it, fair play to him. I'm just joking with you, fella. Yeah, and and also another thing on that. I know we're going to get onto the the, the five one, which we've already talked about, and we've already talked about this, but we'll pretend we haven't done. Um, <laughs> the, 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 you the, might have just ruined that. <laughs> there's fifty four uh, on the walk this year. We started off mm. with about twenty, and that, the whole thing with the walk it's just, I mean it's it, basically you sort of move about during the walk I mean Ian starts off at the front then he'll drift a bit back and Andy Evans might move a bit forward so basically you're chatting to somebody different all the way around and, and one minute you're talking to you know one of you, you know someone like, someone like the hippo opposite me <laughs> Colin one minute you're talking to Andy Evans one minute you're talking to one of the other fans one of the one of the parents of the, of the kids with Down Syndrome then you're walking along talking to Andy Sinton next minute you're talking to Lee Hughes I mean Credit to Lee Hughes again. He, did, he wanted to do the whole walk again this year, but last year he did the whole thing and was actually late for the match and meeting all the big wigs. So he uh, he got a little bit of a flea in his ear and so he had to cut it a bit short this year. Um, but Andy Sinton again did the whole thing, which is brilliant. They don't have to do that. The players donated two grand. They don't have to do that. They've got they've got money, fair enough, but no one's putting a gun to their head no. and saying that they've got to donate the money. So I just think, yeah, it, it, it's a brilliant cause and, and, and just a big up to everyone. Even There was even a dog called Stanley with a scarf a QPR scarf around his neck who did he the He was walk, fantastic. Which he, was, he didn't like my costume very much. Yes. Oh, didn't he? No. Okay. <laughs> Growling at me on many occasions. Not, every, not often a dog That wasn't Stanley. That was me. <laughs> um. Oh, and a big up to Lee Hu's wife as well who actually completed um, 90% of the walk. Yeah. Um, bless her. She was a lovely lady. Yeah, indeed. Do you know what makes me proud as well of it, and I'll be honest with you, is the camaraderie that everyone has. I mean... You know, I know I, I, I looked like I was at the back of the group walking around the pitch and everything else, but I did do something really stupid, which I'm quite embarrassed with, is you come round and everyone goes and sits. Some people go and sit in the school end or lower loft, and I had to get to the upper loft G block where I sit. And me being me takes the wrong turn and walks straight into Nua, basically. <laughs> um, go down it, I was like, all right. <laughs> That's not the paddock, is it? Right. Yeah. And, and did he say, are you Martin O'Neill from the Keeper podcast? <laughs> you know, he might now be thinking that, we're, that Ireland are scouting him, which yeah. is, you know... Which is maybe, that, maybe that's what spurred him on to score. I tell you what. He doesn't score very often, you know. It's, it's changed. He could be the new Paul McGrath or the new <laughs> Big Mac. You never know, eh? But anyway, listen, we'll go on to the match on Saturday. I mean, five different school scores, 5-1. 
We've got a new hero in Freeman. What's to mourn about, chaps? This podcast is getting a bad reputation. Well, being this, positive. Is, this is the problem. I said this last week. We're, we, we are running out of things to, uh, to, to have a puff at people about, which is fine by me. I'm quite happy with that. I mean, we're, we're top of the league, with a form table at least. Um, um, we, we, and and we, we really did sort of cruise to victory almost. We didn't really get out of second gear for the first half. A uh, bit of long ball going on, and then he switched it in the second half. Um, and Grant Hall, who, who's been fantastic already this season, just it's been a revelation. He's been asked to do a completely different job, and he just switched, just just switched back, you know, into midfield, second half, different team really. Played it along the ground a bit more, and, and in, in reality, it could have been eight, it could have been nine, um, but we we were literally in cruise control. Um, and yeah, I don't think any player you could pick out had a really bad game. Um, Smithies didn't have an awful lot to do apart from that fantastic goal from Rotherham, which yeah. everybody spontaneously applauded. Colin, all the uh, all the Rangers fans, are, uh, even in the highlights, you can see it on the TV. They're all applauding that goal. It mm. was it was uncannily good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like that. Uncannily good. good. I thought well, it was absolute belter. Uncannily, as in you're not expecting... You weren't expecting... Uncannily, because you weren't expecting it, for because they were pretty damn awful. Yeah. And uh, as we said in the previous podcast, it was recorded, <laughs> Evening Harry. Um, <laughs> probably the worst team that scored the best goal at Loftus Road. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, interesting. It was a cracking goal. Um, but, however, uh, we went on to absolutely... Oh, what was a big pun? I thought there was a moan coming there. No, no, not at all. Um, oh, Jesus, someone's got a moan at some point. <laughs> and uh, you've got you've got a, um, a dotty cap really to to uh, Ollie for changing it slightly in the second half and um, and getting the guys playing and and getting the getting the crowd up um, and and getting those five goals in, which we haven't seen in a long time for uh, Loftus Road. Five goals for the. Uh, was Forrest yeah. the last time I we think scored it was five? five two, was it five two or five Something three like against Forrest? Morrison scored twice, I think. Oh. Do you know what I liked about Saturday as well? I'll be honest with you. I like the spirit. I like the camaraderie. But what I love more than anything is seeing the guys talking to each other and cheering each other on. Mm. And that's what football is all about. You know, we, let's not be fooled. There was trouble in them dressing rooms before. There was issues. It's so wonderful to see these guys really going out there giving it a go. And how Holloway and Birch have changed that around is absolutely amazing because, you know, let's face it, we've had a fair few mercenaries down there. I, I would have these guys above them, even in the Championship, forget the Premier League, any day of the week because this is proper. And there we even hope next season for a promotion price because you know Rangers are like, they take you up the top of the hill then they kick you on the arse <laughs> and throw you down the other side. That's very true. But <coughs> I've got a feeling, a sneaky feeling, and I think people should get down the boogies and put some money on us because I think something special is about to happen at Rangers next season. Well, I hope so, mate. I mean, I don't want to put too like much... Like win an FA Cup, mate. No. I'll go that far. Yeah, exactly. Yes. I mean, I, I, I don't want to put too much pressure on us. I mean, I, I would genuinely be happy with a... With a um, Finishing a bit further up mid-table next season, having a comfortable season all the way through, developing the team even further. But, I mean, you're not a proper football fan unless you want your team, you know, to do as best as they probably can. And and, and I think if we keep the nucleus of the squad and we don't have a bonkers transfer window, we're not, like, sort of shipping six out and, and, and six in again. Uh, then, I think them days are gone, mate. Yeah, but I, I think we have got a genuine chance. And I was 
talking to Lee, who's on the walk, and there was, you know, a few of the things we said, I said, okay, that's off the record, and that's fine. But I mate, think no I, one's listening, Chris. <laughs> no, mate, what, what sort of things are they? I think, I think, but I think this is fine. I mean, I just said to him, um, you know, would it be too soon to go up next season? Just saying how well Ollie's doing, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And he said, never too soon to go up. And I was like, okay, never too soon to pay that debt off. No, but then I said, but the problem we have is, if we did go up, uh, would we go and? Do what we did last time. Nah. Throw bonkers money at it, and 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 then it all ends in disaster. And he just said, "Not a chance." He did make me laugh because apparently in this house, I don't know if this is off the record or not, but you should never tell me anything off the record anyway, because I've got a terrible memory. <laughs> well, um, no, it wasn't. Uh, apparently, Burnley fans had a Hughes out banner. Really? And his wife got it, and she has it in the house. So, if his wife's listening, if your husband does something wrong, yeah. can I pick it up? <laughs> just just in case you know but no he, he i think you know he might not be everyone's cup of tea and he may do things in the future that we don't agree with but i think he knows what he's doing and he will he, he seems to put the club forward and he doesn't care if he gets flack as long as he seems to be doing what he thinks is the right thing and he's professional let's face it we've had some absolute idiots at ceos and it's nice to have someone who's prepared to do the walk prepared to talk to you without patronization and you know you can have a proper argument with if the time comes who will take it on board sometimes personally i'd say that uh, that guy is probably one of the best signings qpr have made in the last couple of seasons to be honest with you all right we're joined on the phone by donnell furlong who has had an absolute massive transformation i think and i can honestly say i see a future england right back on our books right hello donnell how you doing big man you're right I'm very well, thanks yourself. Not too bad, not too bad. And it's good. Yeah, you're like me. You're a North Londoner, even though I'm Irish. Yeah, be- best place, eh? Yeah, it's not too bad. I'm a Barnet person myself. Anything yeah. wrong with Barnet? They could do with Nando's. Anyway, never mind that. <laughs> right, we're, we're joined by Chris Charles. Hi there. Chris Chris Charles is a professional one, <laughs> and Colin <laughs> Colin Clark. Can you can you hear us? Okay, Donnell. Yeah, yeah, just about, just about. Good man, good man. Right, Chris, off you go. Okay, Darnell, so it's great to see you back in the first team. Um, do you think you can make that shirt your own? Um, I suppose that's what I'm trying to do, you know? I, I, I mean, I'll give it like, to you. Well, you're doing a great job so far, mate. I'll tell you that for nothing. Sorry? I say you're doing a great job so far. In, in... Oh, thanks a lot for that. No, I appreciate it. No, I've just enjoyed it, you know? It's, it's great to be back, you know? Like, I've had had my time out now and it's, um, it's good yeah I mean Continue. yeah I mean I never wanted to see you go out on loan but in hindsight do you think those loan spells at Northampton and Swindon have helped your development yeah definitely because uh, I don't think that I don't think that unless unless you're you're very very lucky I don't think that you can just come straight into first team football at such a high level being Premier League or Championship and just play straight away so to go out I don't think that 21 football 23 football can prepare you like just about enough for that I mean it's excellent while you're trying to get there you know you're an under 16 trying to play up in the 80s you're an under 18 trying to play up in the under 23s so it's it's all well and good until you've had a sort of maybe a season in there and you're feeling quite comfortable then the next step is to go out and play lower league football so you're you're up against men now Yeah I mean you had a bit of a baptism of fire in the Premier League didn't you I'm I'm thinking particularly uh, that game against Arsenal when you were asked to mark Alexis Uh, how how was that? (laughs) Yeah, it was difficult, you know. It was a, it was a, yeah, it was a great experience for me. And I'm like, yeah, I loved every minute of it. I wouldn't have changed it for the world, you know, because I, I felt that what I learned from those three games that I played there, like 
bore me on massive, you know, like anything that I could have learned in years, like I learned there, you know, in those games. So it was it was excellent for me. And yeah, I just tried to just do my usual and try to get on with what I was doing. And yeah, just just panned out that way. And, and how was it playing? How was it coming up? Against, were you sort of overawed a little bit when you, you realised who you were marking? Yeah, <laughs> it was unbelievable. I mean, I was sitting in the change room. I remember sitting in the change room before and I was thinking to myself, like, I was thinking, look, I know he's one of the best in the world, but how good are the best in the world? You know, like, that's sort of like what I was thinking to myself. Like, <laughs> and then when I, when I got out there, I, like, I soon learned, you know. Do, do you know what, though? I wouldn't mind playing against them now if I was you, I can tell you. <laughs> yeah. Who knows, eh? I'd love to play against him again. Well... <laughs> I don't think he'll be there for much longer between you and me, but that's another story. But um, yeah, I'll tell you what. I w- what um, on a serious note, I'm going to try and be serious here. Um, yep. w- what role has your father played in your career? I mean, did he always want you to be a professional footballer, or did he think, oh, I don't really want you going down that route? Um, I think that it was always it was always something that he would like me to do, but I was never sort of pressured into it or forced or anything like that. It was just a case of when you're young, you don't really realise, you know, you're just sort of like playing for the fun of it. I was more interested in kind of playing with mates until sort of a later age, and then you sign for QPR as a schoolboy, and you you don't really see it as oh, I'm a I'm a I'm a almost at the level of a professional footballer for my age because it's it's just kiddie football, isn't it? You know, so. It's just a case of just enjoying it. And then when it gets to it, it sort of like creeps up on you quite quickly. Like all of a sudden you're competing for your scholarship and you're a bit like, wow, there's, there's almost a bit of pressure in football now. And then it just builds from there. Was, was your mother pleased to get another footballer in the family? <laughs> I don't think she was, to be honest. I think she's sick of doing the pre-match meals. <laughs> and she's thinking, oh God, just when you get settled as a transfer as a kid, I'll have to follow him around the country and feed him. Oh no. Yeah, exactly. Literally, literally, my... My school teachers are talking about how they want my sister to be involved in the football team. My mum's just said no. no, no <laughs> <laughs> you are kidding, aren't you? <laughs> Seriously? No, no, no. She's happy with it, but, you know, I mean, she might try to maybe go down other avenues. Is she a handy player, your sister? Sorry? Is she a handy player, your sister? Yeah, yeah, no, my sister plays, yeah. She likes to, likes to join in at school. Similar to how, you know, it was for us when we were young. We just don't really care, you know. We're playing every sport, basketball, cricket, you just playing anything really with a ball so you just you just dive into it all I tried that when I was a child there was a nuisance for local people's windows I can tell you <laughs> <laughs> that was a nightmare that feeling oh my god hi, uh, hi Darnell it's Colin here how you doing are uh, you okay? Yeah, I'm good, man. Um, I've just got uh, one or two questions from a couple of guys on uh, Twitter who have sent me a couple of questions for you this evening. Um, yeah, no problem. So, uh, Gary Ramsden has said, um, what was your most, what's was your been your most memorable uh, moment so far in a QPR shirt? Um, it's a difficult one, you know, but um, I'd have to say it's probably one of the one of the games this season you know um away at birmingham that was a good one mm-hmm. everyone enjoyed that you know we're sort of like we're going on there we had, we've been on a bit of a sticky run before just before that right. so to go up there and you know like just play a team like we're playing in our our grounds you know it wasn't like we sort of like went to their turf yeah. we made it our own and everyone was a man and to come off that i mean there wasn't me- uh, many better feelings than that fantastic that's 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 good to hear and um uh, i've got one more one more here by um hazard by nature he says uh, what players do you admire or, or want to emulate and what aspects of your game do you feel um has improved or, or needs improvement um i think i think that's a like a general general uh, question that really asked a lot you know but it's like sometimes you don't really have 
you don't really have an idol or someone that you try to model yourself on. I mean, I, I look at someone like Carl Walker and I think to myself that maybe he's everything I want to be, you know? Like, mm-hmm. I mean, he's ev- like everything that I want to be and he's doing it always playing for England, you know? I mean, that's, that's, that's the dream right there. Yeah. But then you look at people closer, you look at James Perth and the career he's had and the, not only the career, but the man he is, you know? Like, the way he talks to people in the change room, how much he's helped me out. Mm-hmm. So, like, there's a lot of people around me to look up to, you know? And then, then I've obviously got the main one my dad, you know? I just like to sort of like, if I can emulate anything that he's done, you know, I'm on the right track. Fantastic. Um, you mentioned James Perch there. So at the moment, it's, I mean, if he, if he gets the nod ahead of you or vice versa, are you both sort of take it on the chin and wish each other good luck? Yeah, of course. I mean, any time that I've played and Perch hasn't played, you know, he's helped me out. He's told me things that maybe there might be a winger that he's played against a few times and he's telling me, you know, he likes to do this, he likes to do this, watch out for this, maybe do this for him, you know. So he's just... He's always been there for me to try and help me out and try and... But I would always do the same thing. I mean, I can't pass, pass on much knowledge to him. He's back before <laughs> me, but, you know... Yeah, I'll, I'll try to give him anything I could if I, if I could. I mean, that's great to hear, and it sort of buys into. We had Connor Washington came on here a few weeks ago. Um, yeah. I was just talking about the, the team spirit, which we can see anyway, obviously. But just saying that you all get on well on and off the pitch. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's the that's the group that sort of like the the staff have kind of like made. You know, uh, since I've come back, I've really noticed that the group is together. People aren't getting disheartened when they're picked, you know, because we have to go into games and we, we set up to win every game, you know. So maybe that's the time when you need to be included and maybe there's a time when you don't need to be included. You just have to take it on the chin and if the boys get the win, then you just got to be ready to go for the next one. Do, do, do you know what, Donnell? I used to play five-a-side in Muswell Hill. And <laughs> yeah. You, 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 yeah, I know. If you see me, you wouldn't believe me. I, I look like Martin O'Neill and run like a big hippo. Um <laughs> And it, your, your dad used to come down sometimes and, and help the local kids and he had his own team and that there. Do you know what? Yeah. I'm not just saying it because you're a son. How nice is your father? Is he always that nice? Or is it times <laughs> he gets in your nerves? Because he's just <laughs> such a lovely human a couple being. A couple of times in the front room, maybe. But other than that, no, nah, he's, he's all right, you know. He's, 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 he's just proper nice, isn't he? I mean, there's no other way I said it. It's just like always relaxed, always chilled. Has that helped you? develop as a player as well and a person having someone someone so cool as your parent yeah definitely you know because uh, as I said before I was never forced into it you know? I mean I could have I could have told him yesterday that look I don't want to play anymore and, and sort of like he would have obviously advised me not to and made me think about it and that, that's actually at the end of the day what I wanted to do then he'd stand by me you know and I've always I've always had that assurance and not that I've ever had any doubts with football you know it's always what I wanted to be so so to have him there and the character he is and I always have had in there. It's like it's helped me so much. You know, I'm very fortunate because not everyone has that. Not everyone. Some people have to wait until they're going into training to ask people advice. You know, I've got I've got someone 24 seven in my front room, my room, wherever. You know, brilliant. Um, and, and does he does he like the song? There's only two furlongs. <laughs> I haven't actually asked him about it, but you know, hopefully, hopefully, it brings a smile to his face. It's certainly brought a smile to my face. I think that's one of our chance of the season. That one, hmm. <laughs> really? Yeah. Did you um, did you watch him play much as you were growing up, Darnell? Sorry. Did you watch your dad play much as you were growing up? Did you see him um, yeah, no, play down at Rangers? And yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. Um, it's, it's funny enough because the, the times when I would have seen him play most was sort of QPR onwards. You know, when I was uh, when I was um, younger, he was at Chelsea and Birmingham, a place that I would have only been once or twice and I would have been too young to maybe understand but sort of like QPR, Luton, Barnett, sort of like onwards from there that's when I that's when I started to really realise what, what it was and what my dad was doing kind of thing so yeah. were, you there, were, you, were you there at the Oldham playoff game? 
Uh, sorry? Were you there at the Oldham playoff game when he? Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. When he scored yeah, at the end in the back of the stand. Yeah, I just remember. I remember seeing him go through, and that was all I saw. You know, <laughs> after that, everyone was standing <laughs> up. That was going crazy. That was it. Yeah, but that was arguably one of my best times in the ground, and I wasn't even involved. You know, fantastic. Welcome to my view of the game from the G Block. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you. Now we'll, we'll let you go in a wee second, though. Now, but one thing I, I wanted to ask you was. Without saying obviously anything about previous manager in that, because let's not go yeah. there. But what difference has Ian and Mark made to the dressing room? Just um, since I've come back, obviously I came back and they were already there. I didn't sort of like notice the change because I was already out. But since I've come back, it's just it's just the right environment, you know. I mean, it's hard for me to sort of like put my finger on exactly what it is because I'm only young. I haven't sort of experienced a bad change room, a good change room. I haven't really experienced that. But just everyone wants to work for each other, you know, and. And they want to work for the manager. They want to work for the players. You want to work for the person to the left, to the right of you, you know. So everyone's just really, they just really want it for each other, you know. And, and it's scary to think because next year, who knows, you know. I mean, we look at the form table and I think they're right up there. So who knows what can happen next year, you know. If things don't work out for England, do you want me to give you a reference for Michael O'Neill? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We'll see, eh? Is there any any line at all, even <laughs> a Jack Russell you might have brought over there, or brought home? No? I'll try. I'll try find it. I'll give you a hand. I'm only in Barnard, fella. Nip down for five minutes, and we'll sort it out. Because I think you've got an amazingly bright future, and you're so grounded, so level-headed. It's a pleasure to watch you play for us, and um, you know, onwards and upwards, as they say. And it's, the last few home wins have been tremendous, fella. Seriously, you and the boys have worked your arses off for us, and we do appreciate it. We, you know, yeah. the fans do try and, and, and give you some backing, and, and let's hope next season yeah. we can just raise the roof a wee bit more. Yeah, no, who knows? Yeah, no, thanks a lot for that. But yeah, like the players are all the same. I'm the same. You know, I just love playing for the club, and we just want to win every game. You know, we don't care who we're playing. Whenever there's never a free hit against us, you know, we always win a win. Uh, you're, you're a good bunch of lads but, well listen Donald thank you so much for your time mate and best of luck for the rest of the season and beyond that and um, it's joy to watch you and them Hoops Big Man you take care of yourself nice one thanks a lot for that thank cheers Donald take, take care mate bye 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 yeah cheers man oh, what a lovely fella he is do you know what uh, uh, well, you said his dad's a nice fella he's obviously a chip off he, the old block he really is honestly I used to do his head in I'm sure I did because I used to Oh, my teammates didn't mind. I was shy anyway. But um, I used to I used to come out of our game and talk to him. He'd yeah. be standing there watching the game. I didn't make an arse of myself because there was a team playing in, in Rangers kits. Yeah. Obviously, that maybe they weren't. <laughs> maybe they should have been wearing QPR kits. But let's pretend I said that. Yeah. And I walked over to him and went, "You arse! You should do it." And they all looked at me and went, "There's a weird bloke. Looks like Martin O'Neill with those shirt. You arse." That's a strange one. And then I found it was Furlong's team. So every time I'd seen them and he was trying to coach them, uh, I would, you know, okay. have a chat. And he was always a lovely fella. And every time you see him, he has a yarn. And I don't know, he's, I can see why Donnell's so grounded. And, and it's, it's good to see him. And them sort of players I'll have at the club any day over well, any of the expensive ones. Do too. you know, all the players we've had on recently, I mean, Connor Washington particularly, like very eloquent, very sort of, like you say, grounded, no, no sort of prima donna 
stuff going on there. Um, I mean, I, I've sort of been bigging up Darnell for a few weeks, as I'm sure loads of other people have as well, because, OK, you know, he'll it, make the odd mistake in defence and blah, 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 but, he, it, but, you know, as any other kid of his age would do. But I just think he's so exciting going forward, and he's got that prodigious Les Ferdinand-like leap. He's got the long mm. throw on him as well. I mean, I, I didn't ask him this, because but what, as soon as he said... Um, that Carl Walker was his hero. It sounds like he wants to stay at right back and, and, and develop into that sort of player. But I was wondering, as I said on the pod last week, whether he might turn into a bit of a Gareth Bale and be pushed further forward. Well, no, that rule he does can be a Walker type rule. We had Walker and Lawn. That's more yeah. or less what he did, that, you know, attacking mm. fullback. Exactly, yeah. But yeah. I'll tell you one thing, though. He's, um, he's got us. He has got it in his heart. I mean, yeah. it just shows you the spirit that Mark and Ian are bringing in. You can see even when he said what his dad scored against Oldham and stuff. Yeah. He, he's got the DNA there, yeah. right mm. there, and he never it's went great, to see the other It's great to hear a young lad's take on the, on the spirit in the changing room and, and, and how he's getting on with all the senior players and how they're all, they're all gelling together. It's fantastic. Well, the thing is, if you've got guys that are as nice or seem as nice as, as, as mm. him and, and Connor and the rest of them, then why wouldn't you all get on together? Anyway, dear listener... Um, we messed up, even Harry. Um, <laughs> and because of that, we've got a shorter podcast and we're trying to rush this really quickly. So we're not on acid. We're just talking really fast to get it all done before they actually lock us in and we can't get home this evening. So let's go to our hour's end of the show. Okay. Colin. Mm. Ah, because you were ready. <laughs> no, Chris, go first. Colin. Okay, well, I'm, I'm going to do, do, do what's called being a Paul Finney and, and, and talk about a couple of things that I, haven't, that I mentioned in the, the original podcast but haven't had a chance to mention. First of all, uh, Luongo, first goal in 54 appearances, which was fantastic. Um, well done, that man. And I think him um, and, and Freeman in midfield have been fantastic the last few games. There's a bit of steel in there. Um, and, yeah, it's a great, it's a great turned into a great partnership. So, I mean, if he's... If he scored one in fifty-four, probably the next one will be season after next. So look forward to that one. So should Friedman get the freedom of Shepherd's Boots? Well, should he indeed? Uh, another quick one, Ravel. Quick answer: Should he stay or should he go? Ooh, linked. To, we did a lot of song things here tonight. Aren't we <laughs> yeah, linked to the Clash there. QPR fans, welcome to the podcast. Yeah. Um, it's a weird one because in in him you have a future international. His attitude stunk for quite a while through his career, or he's been misguided or misjudged. I don't know, but. I think Holloway's mate and, and Bertram's is team spirit above everything. And if they can get the best out of him, we have got a hell of a player on our hands. I would keep him with the, with the view that he tools the line with the rest of the lads. My, yeah, my thoughts exactly, uh, Paul. If he can, if he can uh, sort his attitude out, if Ollie can get him up and up and playing, and and uh, and uh, playing like we we all think uh, how talented he is, then. I would uh, I would definitely give him another season yeah. I'll tell you what guys love. if you actually think about it we've got a hell of a midfield selection next yeah, season yeah, absolutely. you know got Powell you've got um, Morrison if he stays you've got Manning you've got Luongo you've, you've got this his cousins to come back in yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it's like it's like we have now become competitive for places and maybe that's the issue as well no one's no <laughs> one can take for granted their place yeah and it was really good what um, Donnell said about Jimmy's perch. You know, instead of sitting sulking like people did him before, he's actually encouraging the guy who's taking yeah. his place. Yeah. That that fills me with great hope. And um, from where I sit, um, which is right at the front of the um, of the East Paddock, um, and Jamie Mackey's been on the bench for the last few games. Friend of the pod. 
not getting the game, friend of the pod. Um, but he seems to be Holloway's man down there at the, at the where the subs are warming up. He's talking to them about um, about positioning. He's talking to them about tactics. Mm-hmm. And you, you can just see him encouraging the guys along. Um, yeah, he's not he's he's not on the park, but the guys are warming up, and he's giving them the encouragement. Um, and then they're coming on. I, I can see him um, being a, a part of the club for a long, long time in that sort of coaching role. I, w- I would imagine. Yeah, that's great to hear. I mean, I, that, sorry, this is this is the RZN turning into a typical Philly for No, no, not so. It's my fault. But yeah, I thought Morrison had a decent, had a better game. Um, you know, on on Saturday he had a he had a decent cross shot that nearly went in. Um, but yeah, I, I agree with you. And Ollie, we trust. In fact, Sean Walsh uh, tweeted. Uh, that he's happy to fund the lettering to make up the name in Ollie we trust he's just looking for someone with a plane so if anyone's got one uh, give Sean Walsh a shout I, I think to help Sean out with financials someone should hire a great Roddy Big Dum Drum whatever they call Dum Drum whatever the <laughs> things yeah. are called I'm dyslexic I've mentioned yeah. that um, and do it on that because I'd do it very small leagues and then we'll have binoculars because <laughs> it's more environmentally friendly ok thanks for that Paul you're welcome Oh, have you got have you got anything for yours into the show, Mr. Clock? Um, Not to be confused with the Northern Ireland QPR ex international that played for the Great Hoops. <laughs> Not really. Um Could you look similar. All, yeah, thanks for that. All I have to In a hippo white fit. Oops. Talking to the hippo outfit, all I have to say is is um uh, harping back to the beginning, uh, Tiger Feet eight walk, probably the best day I've had for a long, long, long time. Uh, fantastic that the um, the management um, and uh, the players actually uh, donated the uh, tickets for, for all the walkers to sit in the stand. So big up to the players for that. Uh, um, fantastic to walk along with Lee Hughes and Andy Sinton. I was I was starstruck chatting to him. Hmm. Um, it was fan- it was just a big fantastic day. And my uh, my mate Kev, who, who um, wasn't going to come along. Didn't sign up for it, but decided to come along and walk with me on the day. Good for him. Thanks, mate. Well, right, Kev. Sorry. That's, uh, that's all I've got for you guys. And it's been a pleasure to be on with you. No, it's been great Thank to you. talk to you, mate. Right. As Morrissey would say, I have an R's end that will never go out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. This is a pod that never goes out. What's better? Yeah. I know we tried that earlier on, and now we're trying something else. Yeah, it was rubbish the first those, time. Go those, on, then. Th- those listeners who missed out on it, we recorded the whole pod. And evening, Harry. Um, <laughs> it went a bit raw. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't recorded. So, you know, we're not getting the wee bit um, alcohol in, <laughs> in hand. So we're going to end it soon. But my hours end. It was a pleasure to walk with you two Saturday. I didn't talk to many people for the first hour because I was in a massive, pissed off, hangover state of mind. And my inner conscience was still recovering from seeing a leprechaun pee in the toilet in the Witherspoons at about half past 11 at night. And that was weird. Um, especially when you said, I'm not a figment in your imagination. I wish he was. Um, and proud to be associated with Ty Cubs. It was brilliant. But also prouder to see the work that Andy Evans and the community people do because our club gets slagged off a lot for overspending. Other clubs don't understand as they, they thought we'd turn into one of them clubs that sells their souls for the Premiership, and we haven't. 
There's great work done with this club. It's got a great soul. It's got a great feeling. It's got a great fan base, a great community. And I'm proud of our fans. And the applause that we got walking up that road on Saturday, you had hers in the back of your neck. We're standing up. So thank you to everyone who took the time to applaud us. We're not doing anything special. Them kids are special. We just, we're just walking a few miles to help them out and educate people and, and helping these kids. So thank you for that. But one other thing I would like to say the hours into the show is David Fraser... Next year, you're on that walk. Yeah. Because someone needs to bore people. And I can't keep doing it. I can't keep being the person that everyone avoids talking to for three or four miles. We need someone worse than me. So I'm throwing the gauntlet down. For every step David Fraser walks next season, we'll buy him a pint to get him drunk to see if he is actually funnier drunk than he is sober. <laughs> Which is going to be an interesting one. Now... That's the end of my hours in the, the, the show. Apart from one last thing, which is basically, well done, Ned and Anua for scoring Saturday. He's had a lot of flack this season. He had a tremendous game, and I'm so delighted. And he really enjoyed scoring that goal, you could tell. Absolutely. So I'm well chuffed with the fella. Well chuffed. And then um, Luongo as well. Good to see him get his, his goal in. Right. We've got um, no international. It's international this week. Can I just wish Northern Ireland all the best and Connor Washington in the Green and White Army all the best next Sunday against Norway at Windsor Park and three three points and the World Cup qualification. I'm not going to Russia. Thank you very much. I watched that documentary. <laughs> um, mm, yeah, I think the form he's in, he's got a good chance of scoring. He so, has. Yeah, I'll, I'll be I'll be behind him all the way. I mean, he, and then all the line lot squad definitely looks better than the England squad. That's the sure fact. Oh, let's not let's not get into that debate. You won the World Cup in 66 after all. <laughs> right, Colin, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on the podcast. It was much. an absolute pleasure to walk for you Saturday. It was an absolute unpleasure to see a hippo in front of me at 8.30 in the morning with sunken, drunken eyes. You guys that listen to the podcast, if you can please donate to the Tiger Clubs, we'll be ever so pleased. You can find it on Twitter or you can go to Virgin Just Giving, um, Tiger, Tiger Feet 8, uh, Backstreet. Backstroke. Basically, it, Google Virgin Tiger Feet 8. Yeah, I just follow any of us lads that give you that. But one last thing, people. One last thing. And it's not on ours end. We have an announcement to make. Chris, what are you doing on the 9th of May 2017? Anywhere near a good ship pub in Kilburn? Um, no idea. Please enlighten me. We have got Mark Bertram at the good ship on the 9th of May. We're going to try and get a few other surprises along. We're going to try and make it a brilliant podcast night. Please, please come along and support your podcast because without you guys, we are nothing. Nothing. Nano, nano, nothing. So come down, support us, and keep us going. Otherwise, people like Sean Walsh can't express how he wants to get an airplane going through Loftus Road. Exactly. This has been Open All Hours. This is our second podcast of the evening. Evening, Harry. And thank you, everyone, for listening. Good night, God bless, and come on, you ours.